Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my podcast doll. Yeah, you are my podcast doll. My podcast blow-up doll. Because you're about to get hallowed. Uh, welcome to the Harland Highway, everybody. Great to have you here uh, once again. It's me, Harland Williams, your host. And uh, great show today. They're always great, aren't they? Okay, no answer. Um, interesting. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about phone greetings today. Aren't they just a little too annoying, the little greetings, the little message, leave me a message things people leave on their phones? Um, I've got some incredible celebrity sightings that happened to me here in Holly Weird that I, I'm excited to tell you about. Um, we're going to talk about information, people not communicating well, not giving up enough information to relay a message. Um, we're going to be getting into some more hilarious uh, word definitions from a British humor magazine called Viz. Very edgy, very off-color, very blue, but somehow hilarious. And we're going to get into something that really annoys the ass out of me at grocery stores. Let's see if it annoys you, too. But this isn't going to annoy you, because guess what? It's the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket, give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Hey, it's Harlan Williams on the Harland Highway, and I met a guy the other day who, um, I asked him what he did. You know, we were just chewing the fat, and I go, what do you do, dude? And he's like, oh, I'm in IT. And I'm like, what? What's IT? What? What's that? You know, infotech. And I'm like, okay, what's that? Infotechnology, he says. And I'm like, okay, so you're in the information industry. It's in the name. It's one of the words in your job description. And you couldn't give me the information to tell me what your job is? Could you be, like, give me less information? Uh, I'm an IT. Okay, I need a little more info here, pal. Okay, I'm an infotech. Uh, hello? Information technology, man. What do you want from me? How about some information, dumbass? That's your industry. What if I worked at KFC and you walked in and said, uh, uh, what do you guys sell? Uh, we sell meat. Yeah, but what kind of meat? We fry it. Um, but, but what is it? It's a bird. Well, what, what kind of bird? It has feathers, man. Okay, but what? It, it clocks, okay? It goes... Okay, is it chicken? Yeah, chicken. We sell chicken. Oh, yeah, KFC. The C at the end means chicken. Oh, well, what's the KF mean? Well, you fill it in, okay? You fill in between the K and the F. <laughs> Next time, give me some information, and we won't have to go through this little dance here 
on the Harland Highway. Okay, so I had a weird week of celebrity sightings. Um, I guess I should share them all because I actually got kind of excited about them in a way. Um, one was kind of a surprise to me, and the other one was just kind of cool. I met kind of a legendary. I didn't meet. I, I saw a legendary uh, celebrity, and then I met a big celebrity. The legendary celebrity, I was like, oh, man, that guy's just cool. Like, that guy rocks. And then the guy I met, I thought was like kind of a doofus and a nerd. But then when I met him, he was a really cool guy. And now I really like the kid. So I met a, an older, I, I, I saw an old, see, I'm all fired up. I get all fired up when I start talking about celebrities. <laughs> all right, enough. I'm going to have to get the uh, <laughs> the heart paddles out here in a minute. So here's what I was doing. I was driving uh, along a road in um, in uh, in uh, Los Angeles here in Hollyweird. And uh, I came to this light, and I'm sitting at the light, and it's one of these really long lights. In Los Angeles, they got these really long lights. And I'm not kidding. This light is about three minutes because I was coming off a side street Going, uh, go, go, trying to turn onto a main artery. So, you know, they always favor the main artery with the light timing. And they give the little side street like three seconds to drive through. It's like, oh, my God, it's green. Oh, my God, it's yellow. Oh, my God, it's red. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile, you sit there and watch the other cars on the main artery go by you for half an hour. You're like, yeah. So anyways, I was sitting at this little side street at this long light, and across the road was a parking lot to, like, a little store. Like, you know, a little convenience store type of thing, and there was a restaurant. You know, it was like one of those little strip mall things. And I was looking over, and I see, like, a convertible pull in, and I look over, and I just kind of was like, oh, there's some people. And they were kind of far away, but... But then I kind of looked again. I said, well, who's that guy with the long hair? That guy? No, that's not him. What? No. Why would Why would Steven Tyler from Aerosmith be pulling in into a parking lot with a convertible? And then, and then they got out, and I, I kind of blew it off. I was like, no, idiot. And I was just looking around, you know, waiting for this nine-hour light. And then uh, they got out of the convertible, and they started walking towards the store in the parking lot. And suddenly they're closer, and I was like, wait a minute. I looked again, and I was like, I'll be damned. That is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. And I was like, how cool is that? And, of course, he was with some blonde chick, and they did a big hug. And it looked like they were more friendly than anything else. And my guess is they were going down into the restaurant. But uh, I had kind of one of those little moments like, wow, man. Like, that's a guy that's been in the peripheral of my whole life. Okay? He's older than me. I grew up hearing him as a little boy. Okay? And then all through my life, I would hear him. And he's one of these guys. He's like the Rolling Stones. He's survived. His popularity and his music and his career has thrived and survived through the decades. So what it narrows down to is he's been on my life journey with me in a way, you know. 
And uh, like all big bands, there's probably sooner or later going to be one song in their repertoire that uh, somehow is a symbolic or represents a moment in your life and, and you relate that song to a moment in your life. And uh, he's got this one song that always touched me. It's kind of a more obscure one. It was a hit for a moment. It wasn't a big hit, but it was a little hit, and and it's called I think it was called "Walking in the Sand." Whatever happened to that girl that I once knew? Oh, you know, one of those things. And it's a neat little song because it kind of tells a story of like you know young angst-filled youth. And kind of a moment in time, a little slice in time where these, these, this young man and this young woman are walking hand in hand on a beach. And I guess they shared a moment. They looked in each other's eyes and they kissed. And, and it tells a little story. And I like rock, little, little pop rock songs that do that. And I guess, uh, you know, I associated that song with moments in my life where I had a romantic moment with a little lady walking in the sand, hand in hand, looking in her eyes and stealing a kiss, if you will. <laughs> Stop it. Um, so anyways, not to drag this out too long, but here's a, here's a person that, uh, you know, was was part of my upbringing, and there he was. And it was cool. I drove by, and I took my corner, and it brought me even closer to him. And I started driving away, and as I passed him, I was able to see some of the lines on his face and those big lips. And he has kind of those skinny legs, and kind of he walks funny. He looks like he might have bad knees or ba- a bad hip or something. And at his age, that's probably true. But he, he's kind of got a bit of a weird walk. And so I, I knew it was him, and that was exciting, Okay. Um, and here's a little piece of that song, just so you know. Here, l- listen to this. that not a cool cool song that's a it's kind of got a story it creates a vibe uh but now to my next sighting okay uh this season i wrote on a, a show on cartoon network a really wacky show it's called robot chicken and it's with seth green uh he produces it and uh he called me up one day and said hey man i think you're funny i want you to come and write on robot chicken so I was jazzed up. I went in and I wrote for the last season on Robot Chicken and uh, had a blast. 
And uh, so Seth called me in. He goes, hey, man, come on down to the studio. I want you to do, uh, like, DVD commentary uh, for when kids buy the DVD. They can listen to the commentary and hear you and the writers. And, you know, I did some voice work on there, too. And uh, and I guess one of the other sketches uh, in one of the shows I did with was Elijah Wood. You know, the little knobbit or whatever he is, the little nublin from the Lord of the Rings things. Yeah, I always kind of, I, I don't want to sound mean, but that kid always kind of looked creepy to me. He was like kind of short and he had kind of buggy eyes and a little like peckery mouth, like a little wood sparrow or something. And I just always found him a little off-putting, a little creepy, and I, I don't know that I really liked him. I, I didn't hate him, but I didn't like him. I, I was never like, oh, Elijah Wood, hey, all right. And uh, and so here uh, here I was in a little sound booth. You know, this is how we record the DVD thing. They stuck me and Seth and Elijah Wood into a little soundproof booth about, you know, about the size of your closet, to be quite honest. This thing was about 12 feet by, you know, 6 feet. And we're pretty much sitting shoulder to shoulder commenting on uh, on the Robot Chicken show as we're watching it. And I got to tell you, I like the kid. He, he was uh, very gentle and nice and uh, courteous. And uh, so, uh, you know what? I'm a fan now. I'm a fan of Elijah Wood. I, I You know, I, one of my favorite movies he's, he did is one called The Ice Storm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. it it's not a comedy. It's, it's kind of a slice of life. It's with Sigourney Weaver. And it's kind of a heavy movie. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a good slice of life movie. Kind of how life was in the 80s, I guess. Um, But anyways, the kid had these startling uh, blue eyes. Just uh, piercing blue eyes, which I'm not into guys, but I'm going to say it. He had beautiful eyes. The little little gnubbling or whatever he was in Lord of the Rings has beautiful, bulgy blue (laughs) eyes. And uh, he just had a very gentle demeanor and like a kind, soft spirit. From from what I could tell, and uh, we were laughing and chatting and giggling, and uh, so so uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that uh, in the span of a week, I got to kind of somehow uh, you know see and be around these uh, these uh, celebrities from different uh, uh, ends of the spectrum, from kind of old and aging uh, in their sixties. Down to, I'm sure, Elijah Wood's still in his uh, his 20s somewhere. So there you go. There's my little celebrity story. Um, but I was excited. It's fun. And it's it's especially fun when you meet a celebrity and they, they turn out to exceed your expectations of them. Because believe me, I met a lot of them that are just knobs. And uh, Elijah Nublin Wood is a cool little dude. Talking Tina. Hello. Um, speaking of phones, are you as annoyed with phone message setups as I am? You know, when you call someone's uh, phone and they're not there, they go through this whole rigmarole. They're like, we're sorry, the person you have dialed is not available right now. To leave a message, please wait for the tone or press 1 and dial now. 
When you are finished making your call, please hang up and press the button and go pick your face and eat a cheeseburger. Okay, why do we need all that? Hello? All we need is... Hi, I'm not here right now. Leave a message. Beep! And then I leave my message. I don't need the whole menu. It's like it's like humans like to hear themselves talk enough. I mean, what's next? It's like... Hi, the person you are dialing is not here right now, so please leave a message. Or stay on the line and talk to me. What did you do today? Really? Oh, what mall were you at? Really? I love that color. Brown is the new green. Why don't we get together for coffee sometime? You can't miss me on the little cellular telephone. Beep! My name is Doggy Tina, and I'm going to kill you. God. Right? Or Here's the one that's the real killer. How about uh, you, you phone your friend, right? And they're like, you get this this recorded voice where it goes, please enjoy the music while we locate your caller. You're like, oh, God. And then, like, their their favorite song comes on. And you know that they programmed it in. And they're like, hey, man, I really dig this song, man. This Iron Maiden tune jams. Everyone who phones me has to be exposed to it, man. I'm going to start an Iron Maiden revolution, man. Good Lord. Um, so I don't know. Just keep it clean. Keep it simple. If you're going to leave like a long winded message, at least make it creative. Like make me laugh. Say something silly. Say something funny. But to have me press one and press three and press five. If you like to deliver this message normally, press one. If you'd like to do it with fast delivery, press four. If you want to do it with a pizza, press six. Ah, shut up. Um, well, anyways, let's get on to something that's a little more, uh, not annoying. This is, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this bit I did a few shows back, but, um, I started talking about British humor and, uh, there's this, this, uh, crazy magazine that I've been reading for years out of the UK called Viz, V-I-Z. Um, and it is online. You have to search around for it. I don't have the website in front of me here, but, uh, it is just ridiculous. And they have this one section, um, where it's called, uh, Roger Nelly's Profanisarius. And what it is, it's, it's, uh, I guess he's created his own bad words. And then just like a dictionary or a thesaurus or however you say it, the, the I do believe in ghosts. I do believe. Um, the uh, they put little descriptions of these words. Now keep in mind, if you got the kids by the uh, podcast, if you have the kids in the family huddled around the podcast, just uh, be warned. These can get a little graphic, a little, a uh, little edgy, a little racy, but. For some reason, they're so stupid, and they're so edgy, and they're so dirty and foul that they make me laugh. Now, keep in mind, these are not mine. I am reading right out of Viz magazine. So, uh, first, I'll give you the name of the act, and then I will read the description that they have here, because we all love the British humor. Here we go. The first one 
is called the Great Escape. The definition, a fart that is planned well in advance and released surreptitiously over a period of time and probably shaken nonchalantly from the bottom of the trouser legs whilst whistling. (laughs) Oh, yes. How many of you have shaken a fart out of the bottom of your pant leg while whistling? (laughs) That is called a great escape, apparently. Here's the next one. Heavage. Heavage, a cleavage that is only there thanks to cleverly designed tit pants. <laughs> See, only the Brits would come up. Who calls a bra tit pants? Uh, here's one. Jammy Dodger. Jammy Dodger, a lady who uses the fact that the tomato boat has docked to avoid performing her wifely duty. <laughs> Wow, the tomato boat is docked. Okay, for those of you that uh, are a little young listening, that's called the period. I got to read that one again. The Jammy Dodger. (laughs) Just that. Come on. The Jammy Dodger, a lady who uses the fact that the tomato boat has docked to avoid performing her wifely duty. Oh, good Lord. Here's one called Livingstone Daisies. Livingstone daisies, attractive flowers that come out when the sun shines. That's number one. And now number two is attractive knockers that come out when the sun shines, causing taxi drivers to mount the pavement, milkmen to fall down manholes, and priests to ride their bicycles into fruit stands. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Let's move on. This one, uh, this one is uh, kind of technical. This, according to Viz, is it's a, called a 1.5. A 1.5 is a visit to the toilet where a product falls somewhere between a number one and a number two. A runny shit, or more rarely, a lumpy piss. <laughs> oh, God. You believe a 1.5? where you get an in-betweener where it's somewhere between a runny shit or a rarely a lumpy piss. Good Lord. Oh, all right. Let's move on. We got one more. Let's do one more because these are just getting crazier as we go. Let's, let's end off with a real winner here. This one's called a screaming monkey. A screaming monkey is described as a bit of female genitalia. Probably the bit which looks the most like a screaming monkey. (laughs) Wow. I think I got to read that one again. Hold on. Take a deep breath. Put on your seatbelt. Screaming monkey. A bit of female genitalia. Probably the bit which looks the most like a screaming monkey. (laughs) Woo! Well, there you go. There's that British humor for you. If you want to check it out, those are right out of Vin, uh, Viz Magazine. And uh, it is hilarious. It is just full of crazy, nutty stuff like that. And uh, I think you can get to it by going to viz.co.uk. And uh, you could probably subscribe to it there. It is, it is a laugh, man. It, it makes me laugh out loud. It's so ridiculous. So let's wrap it up. Our visit, 
with Viz, our Viz it. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Ain't always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life. I'll tell you one area of life that I will never look on the bright side of, and you've heard me gripe about this before, but I got to bring it up again because it happened to me again. I'm at the grocery store. You know, it's a busy day. There's a lot of people checking out with their groceries. And the lady in front of me, you know, got a lot of stuff. She's got her two screaming kids with her. She's buying all this food to keep perpetuating their life. And, uh, you know, the, the, the guy's like, well, there you go, ma'am. That will be uh, 5947. All right. Now, most people nowadays just swipe their uh, credit card or they just, you know, hand over uh, 60 bucks or 50 bucks. She did this thing that for some reason, and it's mostly women who do it as far as I've seen, you know, I'm just going by what I've seen, you know, people in front of me at grocery stores, 7-Elevens, whatever, they love to give the exact God darn change as word, as God is my witness to say, oh, 47 cents. Okay, hang on. I have this. She knows there's a giant lineup behind her. People with baskets of food, melting ice cream, defrosting turkeys. People are hungry. People are irritable. They just want to get home and eat. And this lady, you know, starts to go through their their little change wallet. And, of course, you know how tight it is in there. It's made of leather, and it's hard to get your fingers. It's like you're digging around. And she couldn't find the coin, so she turns her change purse upside down and starts banging it like a ketchup bottle. Oh, here's some pennies. Here's some dimes. Literally takes about four minutes to get the damn change. Now, why why are people doing this? Do you think you're getting ahead of the change curve? It's like, oh, my God, if I get rid of this change now, I'm all cut up. I'm even. I'm going to be totally caught up. For the fiscal year, I'll have no change left. No one can pin any change on me. My wallet will be so clean and so much lighter. Now that those four coins are gone, so much lighter. It's like, what is the upside? It's almost like they're like, ooh, ooh, it's like a game. It's like a math game. Ooh, wait, 47 cents? Wait a minute. I've got all these little pieces, and if I give you a shiny nickel and a quarter and two dimes and two pennies and look at that i solved the riddle you didn't get me this time you didn't think i had it did ya yeah i got it i got you 47 cents right here huh here's your 47 cents billy get out of the friggin shopping cart and wally get the turkey out of your mouth here's your 47 cents you know what i mean It is such a royal pain in the arse. 
It is such a royal pain in the screaming monkey. I'm telling you. I just want to kick my screaming monkey when I get in behind these people. Knock it off. Hand the freaking guy. He's got a drawer full of change. Hand him a bill. He'll give you your change back. You're never going to get ahead of change till the day you die, okay? I'm promising you the day that you die, there will probably be some change in your purse, in your wallet, in your pocket, in your little tray in your car, in your jar at home where you put all the pennies. You're never getting away from change. So change your habits. Stop goofing around with the change. Give my screaming monkey a break. (laughs) I I rest my case. And in doing so, it looks like I've used up all the rest of the time, and now we're at the end of the show. But what a show we had. What a a day. What What a revealing day we had. Um, and let me reveal some more treats for you, okay? I want to I fill you in on my stand-up schedule. Uh, coming up this month, March 17th, 18th, and 19th, you can see me in St. Louis doing uh, some stand-up comedy. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's in Illinois or St. Louis. It's right in that area where all the states come together. And my little appointment book showing Illinois, but yet my agents tell me it's St. Louis. So go on my website. Unfortunately, I don't have the name of the club in front of me, but if you live in the Illinois-St. Louis region, you can track me down. Go to harlowwilliams.com, click on my stand-up schedule. You can find out where I am. And then the following weekend, uh, the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th of March, I will be in Salt Lake City, Utah, and a great club there where I uh, always uh, enjoy tearing it up. So, um, again, check check the old uh, schedule and, uh, and find out where you can come and watch the kid bust it up. Um, so that's it. I want to thank you and, uh, and your friends for uh, joining. Uh, feel free to call and leave me a message at 888-500-2090. Don't forget to check out the uh, harlandwilliams.com web store. Got all kinds of fun gifts on there. Birthdays, special occasions, screaming monkeys. Um, And uh, what else? What else? I think that's all I got, man. I think that's all I got. So uh, I'm just going to end it with this. Until next time. Chicken chow mein, baby.